On a Tangent is an animation podcast hosted by Nick Christie, Lucas Severis, Ashley Williams, and Heather Yun. As leaders of SVA's 3D Animation Club, we love to discuss the past, present, and future of the animation industry and share our thoughts with you. This podcast is supported by the Computer Art Department of School of Visual Arts based in New York City. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and remember... Don't, don't forget, forget to, to clean, clean those curves! It's your curves. Alright, so today uh, we have Jordan Blitt. Uh, he's an alumni from the SVA Computer Art Animation and VFX program. He graduated in 2005, and since then Jordan's worked as a freelance animator on both the East and West Coast. And he's also an animation professor here at the School of Visual Arts. So welcome, Jordan. Hi there. Hey. <laughs> uh, it's great to have you. Uh, usually it. we start these out with a word association game. <laughs> so everyone's going to say a word, and you're just going to pick the first word that pops in your mind. So I'll start us off. Animation. Dog. <laughs> Curves. I'm sorry? Curves. Straights. <laughs> On a tangent. Declining. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why. These are all very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I just told you how good a day it was having. <clears throat> Pizza. Ball. Salty. <laughs> Dancing. Movie. Go to. That's kind of because I just read it. <laughs> <laughs> Sneakers. Running. What? <laughs> that. SVA. Good. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we got some of the nerves out, um, I'll start with. Might have made me more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll start with one of uh, an easier question, just so we can get to know you and your childhood a little bit. But take all the softballs <laughs> you can throw at me. <laughs> oh really? Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what? Uh, what got you interested in three D animation? And what? Like, what's your biggest inspiration towards it that made you pick animation as the focus in the pipeline? Sure. Uh, in, it's, it's pretty interesting. I when I was uh, when I was in high school, I grew up on Long Island, and one night I snuck out of the house. I went to a rave, and <laughs> <laughs> on uh, this was back in the '90s, early '90s. So there was no this was this was this was pretty. This stuff wasn't really around back then. So on this giant screen, there was just sort of these spinning 3D models, and I just sort of looked at them and was like, that's, that's, that's what I want to do. And after that, I started collecting these, these old video, these old VHS tapes. I don't even know if you guys know what VHS is, <laughs> but uh, they, were, they were called, uh, the, it was a series, they were called The Mind's Eye, and it was just this collection of, of what computer animation was at the time. These uh, either sort of like electronic music collected into a sort of a running thing or uh, these individual shorts kind of strung together. Um, sort of the first, the first thing of that, of that kind. Uh, so I just sort of, I, I was very into them for a while. And then uh, after a few years, I finally uh, just jumped in and figured out how to do it, how to make it happen. <clears throat> and as far as animation, I, you know, I started as a generalist when I, when I started actually teaching myself how to do this stuff and, and, and learning everything that was involved. Uh, pretty much everybody 
everybody was kind of generalist back then. Um, so I started as a generalist, and I just sort of, I just sort of gravitated uh, more towards animation. I mean, I always knew that I wanted to build performances, but I really I wanted to do the whole thing when I started. I wanted to be able to start from the bottom and, and build the finished piece myself. But, you know, teamwork is important, mm -hmm. and I just sort of gravi gravitated towards the uh, animation and uh, technical direction side. Mm -hmm. How did you find SBA? You mentioned that, like, you taught yourself a lot, so did you yeah. start, like, learning in high school before you came? Not in high school. Um, I like to party too much. So <laughs> I, I uh, in between high school and SVA, I, I actually went to a few other schools trying to, trying to figure things out. Mm -hmm. And I started. I just started teaching myself. Uh, then uh, I got myself a copy of uh, Lightwave 3D and sort of built fundamentals. Uh, I, I I did I essentially did a thesis before before ever coming to SVA. It's really bad, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I did it. Uh, so I was pretty when I when I finally did come to SVA. I was I was pretty uh, pretty far ahead. Mm. Um, but as far as what, how I found SVA, it was great, man. Um, I, the people, the people that I met and, and the people that I learned from were now friends. Uh, you can't, you can't really, you can't, I, I can't see getting that from an online school um, as, as good as they've become. Uh, to me, that's, that's the most important thing is sort of the networks that you build. If you could go back, is there anything you would change about your experience at SVA or anything you would tell your past self to do? Huh, probably, but that would take some real soul searching. <laughs> <laughs> like, are there any projects that you declined or internships that you declined that you wish you had taken or didn't mm. take any internships? No, you know, I, I sort of jumped on the first thing that was offered to me and, mm. and, I, and, I, and I stayed there for three years and and it was sort of off to the races after that so um i can't you know i can't think off the top of my head about any regrets i think by that time i was it was an interesting it was an interesting class we were most of my level right my my year were all transfers not all but like 90% of us were transfers so we were all kind of a little older by then um i think you know i was already I think I was 26 or something when I graduated from here, so it was already sort of already four years out of high school when I started, and a lot of you know there were some there were some people I was that was in class with me that were even older than I was, so um, I kind of I didn't have to deal with uh, finding myself. <laughs> I was already found, but I guess the, I guess I mean if I if I would change anything, I would I would I would. I would have figured stuff out earlier and, and, and gone straight mm -hmm. for it because uh, it did set me back a few years uh, moving forward. So I guess there it is. When did you decide like to specifically focus on animation? Was that during while you're at SVA or even before that? It probably um, it probably set in for sure. I would say during this the time that I had mentioned I I'd sort of done this short film before uh, before coming to SVA I kind of I kind of gravitated to performance then even though I was really bad at it <laughs> but um, yeah I mean I, I by the time I was in SVA I definitely 
I knew for the most part, you know, when, when we were when we were working on theses, I was I was trading animation with with somebody for um, help with modeling or texturing, mm -hmm. you know, work. So it was it was definitely already there. So after college, uh, what was your first step of getting into the industry? All right, uh, my first step of getting into the industry, um, it was it was it was a pretty good it was a pretty good uh, ex experience. It went pretty well. Uh, good lesson for for you guys is I did portfolio night after junior year. Um, I had uh, somebody contact me from from uh, from a studio asking to, to to work. I started working that summer. Again, I stayed there for <clears throat> I stayed there for three years. I stayed there all through senior year while I was working on thesis. Um, so that and then and, and, and I had built up very quickly. I just started building up a reputation, and and and, and it kind of went from there. Um, Meeting meeting people at work, uh, got most of my work through word of mouth, and and it just it kept going. Is there anything you like learned like since this was your first job? Was there anything you learned from this that uh, was different from just like student life and like like how did you change professionally? Uh, <clears throat> um, I probably changed my clothes <laughs> uh, I think I tried too hard in the beginning I was trying trying to trying to dress up the way a kid from Long Island will try to dress up which isn't you know isn't necessarily work appropriate or uh, in, in a in a in a in a banking job it's not appropriate um, let alone an animation studio <laughs> but uh, not for real but Maybe, maybe more financially. You know, I've, I've since that since I started working. I've been. I think I've. I've. I've probably. One of my most well-known traits is 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 how I deal with. My finances. I mean, I guess maybe not the most well-known trait, but probably one of my best my best uh, traits is my discipline with money. I guess, so, um, I I pretty quickly. Learned how to how to budget and save, uh, kind of inherently, you know, without without putting that much thought into it, and that was definitely something I did not have before I started uh, <laughs> making it. Really, <clears throat> I know. Sorry, I know a lot of people like students are like kind of scared of the idea of freelancing, and especially with money, they're like afraid of like not knowing their worth and stuff. Yeah, and I was wondering if you had any like advice for us about that. I do. I do have advice about that. I have. It, it's a question uh, I get a lot in class, um, year after year. Is what should I be charging? Um, yada yada yada. And and it's it's a pretty simple equation, right? Simple supply and demand. Mm -hmm. You get a job or internship, whatever you whatever you get. Uh, you might start real low. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Start low. Uh, for a little while, right? If you start a job and you start getting rolled over into projects and they're not even talking to you about schedule, 
or dates or time. They're just sort of like one project ends, you just keep coming in. They they keep putting you on new projects, and um, and you keep going. It feels real nice, but it's probably a good sign that you're charging too little. <laughs> so my advice there is you just don't ever try to increase your rate during during a job but when you can see that a job's like one of the, the projects coming to an end start asking for dates and then because and if they ask why or this or that say like, because I need to up my rate and don't be afraid don't be afraid of that that's one of the biggest uh, I believe one of the biggest uh, problems with artists is that we're very um, emotional and uh, and afraid of we're afraid of money and we're afraid of uh, we're afraid of our, our our worth and how people are valuing us so it's, it's one you just got to get over it and, and don't be afraid to, to know your your worth and ask for more um, worst thing you can do is say no and you can you can you can pull back or go to the next place mm. but um, but yeah so Start incrementally raising up until you start getting some time off in between in between the jobs, and then you know it, it'll allow you to get into other places, which is always good. The more clients you have, the better. Uh, and so now you're building up a client list, and if you find yourself that your 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 clients are all calling you at the same time, and and you kind of have to sort of figure out which which job you're going to go to, that's also probably a sign that you might be charging a little too little, right? If people are essentially fighting over you it's time it's time for uh, it's time to up that rate and you just keep you just keep doing that incrementally until it kind of all evens out you know you can kind of sort of manage the workload coming in um, you're getting paid enough to live and and uh, and it goes goes on and on cool. Thank you. and if you and if people stop calling then it might be time to drop <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've worked on both the east and west coast as a freelancer can a little you, bit a little bit. Yeah. Can you explain some of the differences in the atmosphere or in the studios, and why did you come back to the East Coast? Uh, I, well, coming back to the East Coast is easy. Uh, my friends and family are here, mm. so I mean, I just, I just prefer, I just prefer to be here. Um, the, the only atmospheric change. I mean, studio life is studio life. It's, you know, people sitting behind desks. Uh, there's M&Ms in the in the <laughs> pantry, and you know there's, uh, it's 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 generally you know there's small differences here and there, probably the biggest differences are in pipeline, but uh, it's the only sort of like office life, East Coast West Coast difference is is just probably the uh, the, sp the speed of life, the speed of uh, movement. Mm. You know, New York City is is. It's all, all hustle and bustle. Yeah. I think I think people take a little bit more time on the other side. Mm. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to take a break every now and again. Mm. <laughs> have um, you've only worked in commercial work, right? Or have you dabbled at all in features? Yeah, yeah. No, I've 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 done commercials. I've done TV, VFX. Mm. I've done film, VFX. I've done. Uh, um, Music videos. Mm. Is the atmosphere different in those? T like, if you're working in film or commercials, is it more like what's the difference in working? Yeah, you know, I've never, I've never been to one of the big. I've never, I'm, like, one of the big film shops where there, where, where I can imagine sort of floors of people. Uh, although, I, I mean, 
guess that's not entirely true. But uh, yeah, the, the atmosphere is a little a little bit different. Mm. It's tough to it's tough to put a finger on on how to describe it, but uh, I get to me it fe- you feel more, a little bit more like a cog in a wheel. Mm. Uh, not you know. There's more there's moving parts, like more people. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I, I prefer I prefer to take a little bit more ownership of the work. I like I just smaller teams. Mm. I mean, personally, I prefer to work from home, but <laughs> <laughs> so take smaller teams. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you ever been like given a shot and like at at first it like overwhelms you, like you're not like you feel like you're not prepared for it or something? Or like not able to do it, and then, or like, what's been like a moment where you mm. overcame like an obstacle? I think that's happened. That's happened a lot. Mm. Uh, it's um, but that's kind of. I mean, that's kind of the fun of it. Is I always, I always sort of dread starting a new shot, and dread finishing a shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's always that that middle that middle area. That's kind of the fun part, figuring things out. Mm. Um, being overwhelmed, uh, I've definitely, I've I've been overwhelmed in probably not an individual shot, but in um, managing on the on being on the managerial side and sort of having to make sure that a group of artists are, are, are doing the work and I'm getting everything that they need and sort of and, and, and being the person that ties all the parts together. Uh, on a really on a, on a really fast turnaround project where where there's there's a lot of parts coming in from different sides uh, that I've definitely felt overwhelmed there, uh, and I just that's uh, as far as getting through it, I just I just keep pushing. Uh, that's probably one of the reasons uh, I taught myself how to code a little bit, so I can kind of write myself out of some some problems that arise. Uh, so I think that's. That's probably how I pushed to uh, to get over those hurdles like that. Try to make myself faster at everything. So you said you just said you learned Python a little bit. Um, so in New York, I heard like freelancing. It's good to kind of be a generalist with everything. Mm-hmm. But I know you're so focused on animation. How do you feel about that saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was certainly commercial work. Uh, being a generalist will, will definitely get you a lot of jobs. Um, it's generalist usually it, it doesn't seem as much to include when you when you when you think of your traditional generalist uh, sort of working around New York City uh, it's usually th- either the thing that they're weakest at or the thing that they're they just don't do is animation so it's kind it kind of lends itself if you're an animator you kind of lend yourself to being a little bit more specialized um, but be, uh, but I'm definitely a, a proponent of being able to navigate uh, all the other tasks, um, so you can have convert you know so you, just so you can converse about about what what's needed. Uh, knowing the other parts of the pipeline can help you as an animator because if you know the needs and you know how to solve some of those problems, uh, you can make your life and you can make your coworkers' lives uh, easier which is I always say is uh, uh, you should always be striving to make your coworkers' lives easy that should be your probably your number one priority is there a reason why uh, 
you chose like freelancing uh, other than like trying to get a studio job or is it something that you just kind of fell into? That's a good question. It's definitely something I fell into, but uh, once I did, uh, I, I just, I did not see going the other way. I really like, I mean, I can just take off and take a vacation whenever I want. I've, you know, I've traveled for months at, at a time. Um, I, you know, if I just want to take, if I just want need a break, I can just take a break. I don't have to answer to anybody. Um, so while it fell into my lap that way, I just never, I never really seeked, um, I never really seeked otherwise. I, I'm the son of, uh, I'm the son of an, uh, quote unquote entrepreneur. My, my father has his own plumbing business. So I, I grew up working for him and I guess I always, I, I never really wanted to be an employee. Um, so I guess part of me has that spirit, uh, that's a good question. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, I wanted to go somewhere else with that, but <laughs> it's floating away. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. I think like a lot of people, especially, I think Ashley, you touched on this earlier, but uh, like they have this kind of fear of being a freelancer, yeah. um, like especially about like, uh, like the finances and stuff yeah. and being your own boss because I, I, I know for myself if I was my own boss I'd probably get nothing done <laughs> so it, like do you have any like tips uh, or like some some like uh, misconceptions about freelancing that like you've, you've noticed that are not as true as other people seem to think yeah well all right so I get the, I get the, the fear thing right is uh, is is I don't think the fear thing is valid or you know you talk about job security mm -hmm. right? um, there's you don't have job security anyway if you're if you if you're you're not you're not you're you're generally not signing a contract to work for somebody for you know you're not signing any five year deals that's going to keep you you're, you're going to be kept employed for that long at any time you can be cut from any any staff position so just don't believe in the job security thing um, and uh, I think you can make a little I think you can you can. You can, when you can charge your own rates, you can make a little bit more money. And as long as you're half decent about, about keep, you don't have to spend hours a day managing your finances. You know, a few, you know, an hour a month, you can, you can, you can come up with a game plan and, uh, and work it out. The, the drawback is you're a mercenary, right? You're never, you're not climbing any ladders, right? You know, you're going in, you're doing a job, you're leaving, you're going to the next job. You know, it's, it's uh, so if, if titles are important to you, if 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 being you know if if climbing the ladder to the top guy in the room is important to you, freelancing probably won't be for you. Um, yeah. What would you um, say, like to someone who would want to be a freelancer? What would your advice be to them? Then. Be patient. <laughs> uh, again, uh, I mean, the biggest, the biggest uh, piece of advice is number one priority is make your coworkers, you know, make your coworkers' lives as easy as possible. If you make people's lives easy, if you're making the person next to you, if you're making their life easy, who do you think they're going to call next time they need help, right? Uh, so that's that's that is number one. Uh, whatever you get out of it is uh, secondary, you know. Um, 
if you can, you know, if you can help somebody, whether it's taking stuff off their plate or uh, uh, sacrificing the best shot or whatever it is, um, just just make make if you're making people's lives in the office easier then you're probably making the studio money and at the end of the day that's what it's all about (laughs) (laughs) um i have a question that goes more back to like actual like animation is um and now i just completely lost it (laughs) (laughs) um sorry we're all we're all struggling a little (laughs) bit here (laughs) i can see it in your eyes it's a monday um animation oh i was gonna ask like what kind of stuff did you do like outside of class outside of school to like push your animation forward and like because i think the problem that i'm having at least is like just like the whole concept of acting like that's a hard thing to learn yeah and so i wonder if you had any tips about that uh yeah i was was just talking to lucas about this the other day um i used we used to have back in my day uh (laughs) we used to have something called a 10 second club uh, right. Now it's been replaced with the 11 second club. <laughs> uh, I think that's a great way to start and start learning. Um, I mean, as far as far as acting, it's uh, you know I never took any acting classes, but I don't think it's a bad idea to to do so. Mm-hmm. I think you can figure. I think once you master the mechanics, I. I I'm just trying to find the right word. I definitely don't want to say easy. Uh, I think I think getting a performance um, is is like you can just sit and and record yourself and 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 you can read and you can learn how to do and you can learn enough about acting to to get you through it. But but you really got to master the. You should really focus on mastering mechanics first. Mm-hmm. I think if you can get the mechanics down, then pay attention to acting it'll eventually it'll it'll start to click together but i think if you start worrying about perform the, the performance too much before the motion looks good um i think it's gonna i think that's gonna get in the way of both um Thank you. any yeah. specific tips uh mastering mechanics uh, just been through my class this semester uh make sure you can do a really strong bouncing ball. I don't, I don't, I don't care if you're a sophomore or a senior. Um, it's you know what, what, at the end of the day, put crap, putting it all together is a bunch of bouncing balls. So um, make sure you can bounce a ball. <laughs> Tip number one. So you just mentioned that you teach here. Obviously, <laughs> I'm in your class. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what got you into teaching here? Like, did you ever have a mentor that had taught you that pushed you to teach? Uh, it was actually right out of so they so SVA. I don't know if I don't know where the rule comes from, but their thing is you have to be graduated for three years before you can come back and teach. Uh, when I when I was um, when I was a student here, uh. J Mac was 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 just started to as, as the chair, and I'm sure you guys all know him to some degree. Uh, he just because he's only recently gone, uh, and his wife Katrine was teaching Photoshop in this department before she took over the uh, the actual uh, digital photo department, and 
I guess I did well enough in, in her classes that right at, you know right after I got out of school she started uh, hitting me up to to sub for her. So I started by you know probably once or twice a semester um, for that three year during that three year gap I would just come in and, and sub for her every now and again and pretty much as soon as that that third year hit they had, they had called me up to uh, to do it so I, I jumped on the opportunity I've been here ever since. Any challenges when first starting teaching? <laughs> uh, I mean, well, definitely, like, definitely, coming up with a curriculum is is is, is a big challenge. Uh, at least, uh, even even once you have the curriculum, depend it, it, depending on depending on the class. Uh, sort of the first day of the semester is always kind of it's kind of like what am I getting myself into uh, this time. Um, and then you have to, you know, sometimes you have to modify the curriculum to fit the class. Lucas knows about this also. Uh, <clears throat> so it's that's 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 the challenge. Uh, at least you know to start. I mean, once you have a decent enough curriculum, it's. Uh, I guess then the challenge becomes, you know, not not getting bored of it uh, yourself. You know, trying to change it up so that it uh, so that it becomes relevant to you also. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get benefit out of it too. <laughs> I teach to learn. Yeah. That's a, another question I had about like that. I feel like especially in the in the, in the industry that we're in, like learning is something you like constantly have to do, or else you're gonna fall behind because like new technology is coming out and everything. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you stay on top of things and keep learning? <laughs> that's my question. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's that's a good question. It's it's kind of, it's funny because I, I I think you know every now and again I think about how easy some of the stuff is now to do. You know, there's uh, it, 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 so much just took so long back in the day. <laughs> but at the same time, when I think about how many different softwares you have to know now and uh, all these different things you have to keep up with, it's 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 daunting. Um, I. No, you know, I just I have I have a I have a certain amount of uh, news sources, um, whether it be other you know prolific animators' uh, blogs to to uh, other you know other resources about just general CG stuff, and I'm, I I just peruse sort of uh, whenever whenever there's a waiting for something to play blast or uh, <laughs> or, or or something of that nature. Uh, I'll check it out. If something really jumps out at me, I'll, I'll I'll try to find a way to implement it as fast as possible, so I can start figuring out how to uh, how to do it. And and um, I guess that's my that's my that's my workflow. <laughs> do you ever yeah. um, work on like any projects, like uh, like personal projects, on your own? I do. I do. I actually I have um, I have a have a, a partner, and we make. Uh, children's YouTube videos uh, it's, it's been going for uh, almost two years now and I have some I have some tools that I work on that that, uh, that I develop and, and, and use uh, and, and try to share for a small fee <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah I mean there's always there, there's, there's always something else also that I want to I want to teach myself and, and um, yeah, I mean, there's there's tool like tools, uh, right? You you go to school here. You primarily when when it comes to the animation side, you're primarily working in Maya. Mm -hmm. I primarily work in Maya. 
so on the software side, um, the software is really it's 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 big, it's open, but not a lot of the stuff um, is is super intuitive, right? It's so open because you can and you can make your own. The, the beauty of it is that you can make your own tools. So I'm really into uh, you know finding ways to make myself faster. So either if there's if there's already a really great tool out there, learning how to implement it. Um, if there's not, learning how to create my own and implement it. What kind of tools? Sorry, if you don't mind me asking, have you like used in your animation process? Uh, I am. So right now, I I am working on a vehicle. Uh, animation system so uh, I wrote a whole thing to to stick it to stick the car on the ground and, and have it sort of drive along a surface and, and react to the bumps and, and, and the changes in, in height and stuff uh, so that's the latest project uh, I've, I've written a really uh, sort of robust play blast tool where you can just sort of set your options so you'll always spit out the same thing the, the same way in the right place uh, I've done I've, I've I've written caching tools uh, for import-export. Um, I've done. Uh, if you if you guys have, have if you guys have uh, followed a, a guy named Richard Lico, he's got this whole sort of style of like bake offset, um, and I've, I've made some tools based on based on what he does and the stuff that he pushes. Uh, that I think is really awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, I have I have a whole a whole list of like s- to dos that I that I that I want to that I want to get to. Unfortunately, I'm not very I'm I'm a self-taught coder, so I'm not I'm not very efficient or good, but but I can get it done. <laughs> I can get something working for myself at least. So, other than everything animation and coding, are there any hobbies that you do to stay away from the computer and just reset your mind? I do, I do, and I'm a big believer that everybody should. Everybody, especially in this industry or any industry where uh, where you're in front of a computer all day or in front of a screen all day, should have some kind of analog hobby. <laughs> I am, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pool player. Uh, I actually, I, I have league after this. This is why I wanted to do it today. So I can come here and go there. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, one of the qu- questions I have is um, about, I guess, like work-life balance. I mean, right now we're students, so we like yeah. know nothing about life balance. It's just <laughs> working all yeah, the time. Yeah. And yeah. like, once you get out, what's it like? <laughs> Please let me know. <laughs> just, yeah. Give me some hope. Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I have good news for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's gonna. It's, you'll, you'll, I think things are better now. Um, although, of course, I'm older and I just might not be paying attention because you know, when when the end of the day hits, I I, I walk out. But uh, I mean, I've definitely I've done some overnights on on jobs. Um, so it's it's uh, it, just work on you know again work on making your coworkers' life easier and figuring out what it takes to do that and everything should be fine. Um, balancing life is hard. There's no, there's no doubt. Still struggle with it <laughs> after all these years. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just, you really have to have a, a passion for this stuff. 
so that if you have a passion for it, then you'll 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 figure out the ways to make to make it work. Because if you're if you're passionate about it, you'll get better. If you get better, you'll get faster. And if you get faster, uh, then you get to go home on time. <laughs> <laughs> so another fun question: What are some uh, of your favorite movies, either CG or mm-hmm. live action? Good question. Uh, Aliens. Definitely been a friend for a long time. Uh, that's probably my favorite. That's probably my favorite live action film. I think I'm comfortable saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, animated. Secret of Nim. Really a box office bomb, but a really, really great flick. Uh, and CG, I'm going to have to go with The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. I think Agreed. that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> First one or second one? First one, first one for sure. <laughs> yeah, shoot. Um, so, uh, like, I guess more animation-related, like workflow-wise. Uh, mm. Like, what's your workflow? Like, are you a fan of like a layered approach, like a blocking approach, or are you just like working in spline? Like, how or how, and how did that like uh, how did your uh, workflow uh, evolve since you becoming a student and becoming a freelancer? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the uh, the answer that you're most likely to hear anybody give, and that is it depends. Uh, <laughs> it depends on the shot. Um, no. When I was a student, I definitely fell into the same trap that most students fall into, just sort of like go straight ahead and you know want to see stuff develop really fast. I don't want I don't want to be in like a step blocking for too long. Um, I want to see the stuff moving as fast as possible, and that definitely. That was a, that was a hard struggle to kind of break free of. So, um, when I say it depends, it, it's it's true. You know, there's certain shots, certain certain styles lend itself one way or another. But um, when I can, if it's if it's an acting or performance based shot, I'm definitely going the stepped locking approach, and uh, and I'm taking my time in there. I'm taking I'm taking so much time in a, in a step block and I'm, and I'm and I'm breaking it down so much that pretty much once I hit spline it's it's kind of done uh, you know there's a little bit you know a little bit of cleanup to be done but uh, it's like the best when you're like working so long in blocking and yeah. then you're so used to hitting spline and then looking at like yeah. soup and all yes. floaty but then when you hit that like spline yeah. <laughs> and your yeah. blocking is tight yeah. it's so nice and it used to you know it used to be the most fearful thing yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna watch it all unravel when I hit this button. It's gonna fall apart. I know it is, and then I have to, you know, do all this surgery to make it work. And I'm still not gonna be happy with it, but at least it'll be something. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those, those. Thankfully, that that fear is gone, and and that's definitely. I try to push that every every semester in class. You know, just just don't be afraid to stay in there until it feels really good, and 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 you'll be better for it. Now. If it's if it's something where uh, the thing or the character or whatever it is, it's it's it's, it's a lot of like motion around the screen. It's like something's flying around. Um, that might lend itself to a more of a layered, a more of a layered approach. Um, so I'm definitely I'm not afraid to go that way either. It's like it's it's just it just takes time to and experience to sort of see from the beginning which which way lends itself to which way. 
Also, um, so you you've mentioned that you've made like tools. Uh, you primarily eat, like code in Python. I do now. I do now. Uh, I I I've been I, I've been le- I learned on in Mel. Um, I just sort of would, would grab pe- other people's stuff and kind of rip it apart and learn how to re- first learn how to read it and then read what's going on, and then once I could do that, I could start making some little loops uh, that would help just do those uber super repetitive tasks over and over again just automate that uh so i got fairly proficient with mel and then i started doing some python and it's just if i it got to the point where if i was doing something at home and i knew at a time i would i would force myself to learn some python but if i'm on a job and i have to put something together on a job i know i want to do it really fast i know i'm just faster i'm faster in mel even though it's not it's not nearly as uh, robust so I was just falling into this trap where I'd keep going back to Mel, and I forget everything I figured out in Python. So just recently, I kind of dedicated, I, I, I put my foot down, and I say, that's it. I'm sticking with Python. Yeah. <laughs> this way, if I need to change something up one day, at least uh, I'll, at least I have that skill. So. Um, so, and also to add on to that question, uh, do you have any like tips on learning Python or learning coding in general? Uh, do you recommend like learning Mel first and then Python or like how, like, and the differences between the two? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I think if you, if you can just, just go straight to Python cause that, that skill can carry you anywhere else, right? It's not just one, you're not just locked into one software package, not even locked into CG. So, so definitely learn python it might it might it might be good to start with mel just because you can read the script editor in mel and you know that's that's how pretty much how everybody starts is you, you just sort of watch you, you have a script editor open you just sort of watch what's happening and and you copy paste uh, so if it's if it's if you don't have any coding experience and you just need to learn some fundamentals you know what a for loop or how to how to make a for loop uh, it might it might be worth it to do it in Mel just to see how it works, but um, yeah, I mean, as far as, as far as learning, that's that's the thing is is it's all pretty much logic, right? If if I do this, then this happens. So figure out understanding a conditional statement uh, in a for loop, and then just do some do some of those simple uh, do some of those simple tasks. You know, if you have a list of objects that you're you're gonna have to go through and rename each one. Uh, a similar name just take a little bit of time to learn how to uh, code it and it won't be that won't be that grueling and uh it's one step closer <laughs> so like uh how has like python imp- like ha- is python part of your like everyday workflow whenever you're working on a shot it's is, is there something that like oh i could code this or is there uh like just a tool that you have to do it it's it won't on a on an actual project it won't necessarily be every day uh it's you know and it depends, uh, but um, certainly, I mean, my rule is if I if I have to do if I have to do something the same thing three times, uh, I'm gonna write it. I'll figure out how to write it because <laughs> I don't wanna, I don't have to do the same thing over and over again. Um, so it's definitely, and there's certainly, I've definitely I've definitely put painted myself in the, in the corners where. Where I've 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 been on a project and I'm like all right I'm gonna figure out how to write this and then I've 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 ultimately spended more spended more time figuring out how to how to write it than it would have just took me to do it manually, 
but uh, you know, I still I learned something. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Python's such a great tool, and it's difficult to like start. So I keep falling in the trap where I was like, "Well, it's gonna take me a long time to like making like code and figure out yeah. the script than it was than it is to like manually do it." Right. So I think that's like a lot, of, especially as a student too. Um, yeah. Since we don't have too much time on cert, like to stay on a certain project, you guys have tons of time. <laughs> you have, like months to do your <laughs> like projects are like two, three weeks. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's like my idea. I definitely yeah. like Python's a great like thing to learn. Right. I definitely want to learn more. Um, and like we've had like the class uh, we take yeah. the Python class. Uh, Not me yet. (laughs) You will. I will. Be ready. Um, And it's a great. It's a great class. It's just, it's difficult because it's like Mm -hmm. we only have so much time to learn that. Yeah, yeah. There's Um, definitely like a a learning curve to it that like makes it like, is it worth it in the beginning? Because I'm like spending hours trying to figure out like why I'm getting this error, Mm. and then but But afterwards, when you figure it out, even if even if it took you longer than was to manually do the thing you were trying to do. Now you have that, and if it ever comes up again, it's just it's button pressed, button press away. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think it's a, it's a good skill to. Uh, it's one of the it's it's one of the more important skills that are that are that that go under, underrated, uh, under underutilized, uh, underlearned, um, and certainly it definitely makes you. It, it, may, it makes you more valuable. It's one of the one of the things that will that will up your value in a in the workforce considerably. As a freelance animator, uh, do you find yourself like uh, you, you've mentioned, of course, like Python stuff? But have you uh, done any like rigging or like how many times do you have to do uh, or how often uh, do you have to uh, be a part of the other or other part of the pipeline other than animation? Uh, well, I, I, I'll, I'll rig, too. So um, that's been less in the, uh, in the past. Because, um, you know, one of my, one of my buddies was, was he's pretty much, you could almost say we were partners. If somebody called him looking for animation, he'd send it to me. If they called me looking for rigs, I'd, I'd, I'd send them to him. But uh, he's, he's a fancy game developer now, so I, <laughs> I get to take those jobs as well. Um, <laughs> But as far as but that's pretty much you know it's either those one of those two things or uh, or or being some kind of lead or supervisor, but uh, yeah I haven't I, I I won't even I, I won't even take a job if they if they're asking me to light or or model or uh, not that I'm not interested in doing it I just know I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make my coworkers' lives easier. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> is there a like a specific project that you've worked on in the past that has been your favorite? Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, that's. I've got I've, I've got a, I've got a couple. Um, we did this, uh, man, years and years ago. We did this uh, at brand new school. We did this Jeep job where uh, we sort of we built the whole the whole city in CG, which, I mean, at that time was, was pretty, uh, ambitious. And we had a bunch of trash in the, in the street sort of come together and build a giant robot that chased the, uh, the car throughout the, uh, throughout the city. It was super fun. Um, and then at Buck, we, a few, only a few years ago, we did this, uh, Oreo job that was really cool. Um, people roller skating, 
you know, that dead art form. Uh, um, that was that was that was a really fun one. Um, there's certainly some of some have definitely been more fun than others, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> I can't think of any details <laughs> <laughs> on why they were. I, I just I, I was just really happy with the way they turned out. I guess. Is there like a studio out. that you like coming back to or whenever there's a, a job uh, and they come to you, you'll always take it from that studio? Uh, or basically, do you have a favorite <laughs> studio that you like working at? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, have, I don't have a favorite studio. I have favorite people. Mm -hmm. I have people that, that when they call, and, 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 and a lot of them have called me from, you know, one shop to another shop because uh, people bounce around. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's usually, you know, you go to, you go to any studio and, and at some point it's all, you know, it's all, uh, the same, the same people anyway, you know, it's the, the guy that you were working with at studio A now works at studio B. So it's, it's not so much the studio as is, uh, as is, yeah, there's certain, there's certain people, um, I can think of, uh, some, some, some buddies from look effects that, uh, when they call, uh, I just just really like working with them. Um, anybody anybody that gives me uh, freedom and doesn't uh, doesn't give me too many notes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to. <laughs> That's something that I think is cool about freelancing is like getting to I don't know meet all the different people and like especially in New York like it's a, we're a small it's like a small group of people so you kind of like you yeah it's really everybody. it's uh, it's really powerful actually mm -hmm. I mean that's I'd never I've never in my life applied for a job. Um, I've always been called, uh, and that's because mainly, mainly because of, of the people that I've I've worked with. You know, mm -hmm. I go to one shop, I work with some people there. Whether it's the people that are staff or whether it's the other freelancers, um, at some point those people spread out to other places, um, and they'll they'll recommend, and uh, we come in and work mm -hmm. work together again. <laughs> so, yeah, another another benefit to the freelance life is is. It's it's just really powerful how how it works out and how it compounds over time. Um, so it becomes, you know, I, I don't I, I spend barely nothing uh, marketing myself. You know, <laughs> I have a website that costs you know a few hundred uh, every few years to keep up and running, and that's about it. Um, I haven't even I haven't even I haven't made a, I haven't made a demo reel since two thousand seven. <laughs> so for a couple of us here uh next semester we're already starting to roll into thesis production uh what's one big thing that you suggest us to do in that period of time before we actually start thesis next year uh just come up with a pipeline um that's always been that's always the way I see that that's always been the thing that's held up uh, held students up you know keep, keeping people keeping people here overnight uh, it's generally troubleshooting the problems um, if you have a good pipeline uh, I, I think those will be uh, those will be less I, I mean it's probably it's probably a little bit easier now because tools are built in but um, yeah, just caching, learning how to cache stuff properly, and, and move things between, move files between, between, uh, 
between uh, the departments or the tasks, right? From going from animation to lighting, make sure, make sure you have a good, uh, a consistent, right? A consistent workflow to get, make sure rigs are, you know, the, the groups or, or the system is the same to getting data out, getting into lighting. Make sure it's the same every time. Um, nail down a pipeline and things should go relatively uh, smoothly. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> 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 but it, well, it, you know, it's it's the thing where there's no there's no real reward. Like just setting up a pipeline, there's no real reward in that, right? There's no finished shot. There's no. Uh, it, it, it's just sort of this ever evolving thing. Um, so it's easy to it's easy to just sort of uh, skimp on it and and jump ahead before before it's ready. So I believe in taking I believe in taking a lot of type. Uh, a lot of time to, or enough time to take down, uh, to nail down a, a decent pipeline. I am a firm believer in putting a little bit more work up front so that you can relax a little bit more at the end. Um, that's sort of the way I handle, I, I approach every job. Uh, and almost every, every time I have a new client, they get kind of nervous the first two weeks because it looks like I'm not producing that much work. <laughs> But it's really because I'm, I'm preparing. I'm, I'm sort of coming up with the workflow for this particular studio and their pipeline, or 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 how to handle a certain shot the right way, so it's not gonna, so it's just not gonna bite me in the butt uh, down the road. And and it all usually works out in the end. And uh, everybody is always a happy 100% <laughs> of the time. Yeah. That's I what guarantee I, uh, it. Yeah, I, that's what I see a lot with um, just like you said, going out a shot. Um, if you spend more time like shooting reference over and over again and making sure the reference is great and then moving on and making sure your block is great and like like and even going back to the beginning of, of uh, the podcast uh, like you'll, you'll hit spline and it'll be it'll be done be done that's right that's 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 the way it should be that's the way it should be what is your goal right now as an animator from that is a good question uh, that's actually, you know, this is this goes back to the freelance thing. Is that uh, the uh, one of the one of the drawbacks is, you, you know, I'm at this age now where I have to think about that. What is, you know, what what are my goals? Uh, what am I going to do next? Um, or what am you know what am I going to do in conjunction? Uh, my my goal, my immediate goal, is to build up. Um, off-site clientele, right? So I don't have to go into um, into offices as much. Uh, so this this way I could free up time to, to work more on personal projects and and uh, maybe focus a little bit more on 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 building my own business, whatever that may be. What's your opinion on like the uh, online classes or online animation classes? And do you see yourself ever? Taking one, or I used to, you know, when, when when Animation Mentor first started, I really wanted to. Um, I was already out of, I was already graduated from SVA, and I really, I really wanted to take a class there, but they were not offering any. Uh, you know, you had to take the full program. They're not offering any sort of like one-off uh, classes. Uh, I don't think at the, at this point, I, I'm pretty. I feel pretty good about what I'm doing. I mean, I'm. I certainly, I don't think I'm the best in the world. I, Think um, there's always room for improvement. There's always stuff to learn, but um, I'm I'm pretty confident in my ability to 
to do that on my on my own or 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 get you know colleagues friends to uh, to look over work if I need and I do I consult with folks uh, my opinion on them is that they're very you know they're very good you know you see you see the uh, you see the folks coming out of this some of these places and they do really fantastic work I know traditionally I I felt that when I worked with somebody that came from one of the online schools they could animate really good but that was kind of where it where it ended um, and they were kind of they were always kind of afraid of the software and fumbling around in the software so they weren't the fastest you know they weren't the fastest in the world so I think the benefit of being at a place like SVA here uh, is that you do have you do have that uh, you're getting a little bit more well-rounded. Um, you're kind of forced to be a little bit more well-rounded, uh, even if you are focusing down on something. So that, to me, uh, is is the benefit still. Um, but otherwise, yeah. They're producing great animators, for sure. So talking about students, what's some big thing in, like, student works that you always see that you wish, like, they would change or, like, what's something that... I could do as a student that would really like stand out on my demo reel. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, you know, you you, you got to tailor you got to tailor the reel to what you want to do. You know, do you want do you want to do really intense action shots and you know do you want to animate Spider Man? Uh, you know, good luck because there's thousands thousands of people. You know. With, animating spider-man shots for uh, linkedin <laughs> and uh <clears throat> but i mean you know you, you tailor it to what you want to do if you want to do that kind of stuff do that kind of stuff if uh if you want to do acting shots then uh, pick up you know clip after clip from the 11 second club and 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 make those um if you want to make them stand out uh find a way to Hide, find a way to hide what you're creating it in uh, and what you're creating it with. Uh, meaning, you know, if it has that, if, if you're animating a shot and it's over that, that, that gross default blue, dark blue <laughs> gradient in Maya and that's the background of your, you know, the play blast that you're putting on your reel, just find a way to dress it up a little better. Um, I mean, of course, this is this comes after doing really good animation, of course. Right? That's priority number one is making making the work really good, uh, is you know getting it to stand out. Um, learn how to do some basic viewport lighting, and um, and you know it doesn't it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to make something that's that's kind of pretty. Uh, um, you know, dress dress the shot, dress the scene. Uh, you know, your goal is always to, to, to make people believe that the thing you're animating is alive, right? Mm -hmm. So that part of that is, is building a scene that's, that, that you can believe is, is a real scene. If, 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 if the animation is great, but it's in a dark blue void, uh, that kind of kind of kills, uh, <laughs> kills the illusion. Um, yeah, I think, that's, I think those are my, those are my, t I mean, there's so many, there's so many, uh, there's so many videos and, and articles on on how to on how to do that right that I'm trying I'm trying to be a little bit trying to be a little bit different than sort of the 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 typical answers that you find which are there are plenty out there and they're all valid or not all of them but mostly <laughs> mostly valid
we'll, we'll usually keep them around like an hour. We hit the hour mark. So. All right. So. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> you passed the flew by. <laughs> cool. So we're gonna wrap it up now, Jordan. Right. Thank you for coming out. We appreciate your Thanks time. For having me. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for the advice. It was really yeah. helpful. We, yeah. we learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. That really does. We'll uh, let you go to your league game. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're gonna be mad at me. I'm late. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I can. Uh, this is a this is on a tangent podcast, and uh, and always remember. Don't forget, forget to, to clean, clean your curves. curves. <laughs> that was yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I messed it up that Thanks, time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>